Welcome to the Make Dementia Your Bitch podcast. I'm Dr. Rita Toblonski, a nurse practitioner and researcher with over 30 years of experience working with people who have dementia and their family and formal carers. I explain why behaviors happen, what the behaviors mean, and how to best handle them. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes and is no substitute for medical advice or care. Welcome to episode 11, Maintaining Abilities in Dementia, Urinary and Fecal Incontinence. The goal of today's podcast is to help caregivers maintain abilities in dementia in the areas of urinary and fecal incontinence. In non-medical jargon, I'm going to talk about preventing pee and poop accidents. You may notice a trend. My last two podcasts have focused on bowel and bladder issues because pee and poop are big deals that few dementia experts want to talk about. Let's face it, nobody wants to clean up pee and poop accidents, especially from an adult. More importantly, pee and poop accidents are embarrassing for the person living with dementia especially in the moderate stage when accidents begin to appear. Pee and poop accidents can be overwhelming for the carer. Incontinence products are also very expensive, so any way I can help you cut down on their use, I can help you save money. The first thing I want to talk about is dementia worsens existing continence problems. Pee accidents do not happen all at once. The first thing to know about the person living with dementia is, were there pre-dementia problems with urine? By this I mean, did the person have stress or urge incontinence before the memory problem showed up? Women who have had children, and many women after menopause, may report different types of of incontinence and some have mixed incontinence. Some women can fix the incontinence by doing Kegel exercises or taking anticholinergic medicines like oxybutin. However, anticholinergic medications are associated with memory problems because these medications can lower acetylcholine levels in the brain. So let me explain more about that. Dementia medicines can worsen incontinence, and here's why. People with dementia from Alzheimer's disease, people with vascular dementia, and people with Lewy body dementia are often prescribed a medicine that increases a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine in the brain. Acetylcholine is a necessary chemical to help different parts of the brain work. If you don't have enough acetylcholine, those parts of the brain don't work, and that's where you see the problems, memory problems, and doing problems in dementia. So the brain of a person living with a dementia is low in acetylcholine and needs this boost. But acetylcholine is the same chemical that causes the bladder, the urinary bladder, to spasm. 
And that creates the sensation of, I have to go now, and if I don't, I'll pee myself. Using Dinepazil or Rivastigmine, while it helps boost acetylcholine in the brain, and that's what you want, those same meds can make pre-existing urinary problems worse. And if you use a bladder medicine that has anticholinergic activity, it makes the memory problems worse. So one option is to switch to a bladder medicine that does not involve messing up the acetylcholine in the brain, like Mirabegron, which is also known as Mirbatric. Now I want to talk about understanding the brain changes that create incontinence overall. As dementia progresses, parts of the brain responsible for logging in all of the sensations, including that of a full bladder, can shrink or connections between the sensation part, the feeling part, and the motor part, the part that makes the body move, can be lost. The brain is really made of two major parts, the outer part or cerebral cortex, which is where a lot of the understanding and a lot of the doing happen. Then there are the white matter highways that connect the different parts of the cerebral cortex. You can think of the cerebral cortex as departments with specific jobs and the white matter as phone lines or internet connections that allow the departments to send messages to each other. When the cerebral cortex breaks down, individual departments start to lose nerve cells, like they're literally being downsized. This does not happen all at once. Just like the, the cortex, cerebral cortex, loses neurons here or there, that's like all these little departments losing a person here and there until nobody is left, and then you're getting problems. When the white matter breaks down, it is like the internet becoming unstable. The bandwidth keeps shrinking until none of the departments are able to get a decent signal. You basically have the departments losing people, while at the same time, the internet connections are getting slower and slower until they cease to exist. These changes, which happen over time, contribute to pee and poop accidents, urinary and fecal incontinence. Earlier in the dementia journey, the affected person has trouble finding the bathroom. He or she then loses bladder control because they arrive at the bathroom too late. Or they pee or poop in something other than the toilet because in their reality, peeing and pooping somewhere is preferable to soiling themselves. Carers can help by keeping the path to the bathroom clear of obstacles, by keeping the bathroom door open while closing the other doors, and keeping the bathroom light on at all times. 
even during the day. Let's take a break and when I come back, I will give you more strategies to maintain and prevent pee and poop accidents. Going back to the example of the shrinking brain as losing departments and experiencing slower internet connections, the first two things are to compensate for these losses. By that, I mean replacing difficult to remove clothing with clothing that's much easier to remove. Perhaps swapping out jeans that involve buttons and zippers with denim pants that have elastic waistbands and only have to be pulled down. Same for undergarments. Next is simplifying the environment. Many people, myself included, have cluttered bathrooms. I have vials of face cream all over the counter, plus all of my contact lens stuff. I also have bathroom mats and rugs. It is important to keep the bathrooms decluttered just have the minimum stuff accept, accessible. Why? The person with dementia who is walking through the bathroom may find themselves distracted by all of the items all over the place and may start handling the different jars and, and the different vials and then delaying getting to the toilet and now you have an accident. All you need is a hand towel and a soap dispenser on the counter. That's it. Also, get rid of the bathroom rugs that can serve as a tripping hazard. As I indicated earlier in the blog, I recommend keeping the bathroom light on and the door open at a minimum during the later afternoons and evenings. When you live with a person, it is hard to see the small, but accumulating changes that indicate a person living with dementia is having problems with urinary and fecal incontinence. Be on the lookout for evidence of incontinence, like soiled underwear hidden around the house or the smell of urine on the person. This may also indicate problems with cleaning up after using the toilet. Look at the person's fingernails you may start to see poop under the nails because of problems wiping or washing hands after going to the bathroom. You may also notice more agitation or irritability when the person starts walking around the house. He or she is looking for the bathroom and may be too embarrassed to ask you where it is. Or they are absolutely certain the bathroom is the first door on the left. Perhaps that was where the bathroom was located in a previous dwelling, but not in the current dwelling. As a result, the person may be surprised when they walk into a closet or a bedroom or the den instead of walking into the expected bathroom. When these situations start to arise, you can take a more direct 
yet respectful approach, which you can modify based on your relationship to the person living with dementia and your knowledge of their personality and preferences. For example, when you see your loved one roaming around the house and it looks like they are looking for something, you can gently direct them to the bathroom by saying something like, Mom, the bathroom is on your right. Or you can get up and say, I think you're looking for the bathroom. I can help. Be kind and matter of fact. This whole situation is scary and upsetting for the person living with dementia. Once the person progresses to the moderate to severe stages, and this is where the person is also having problems with dressing and bathing and showering, you will need to prompt the person to use the bathroom. Again, be kind and direct. Do not ask, do you have to go to the bathroom? Because you'll probably get no. And in future podcasts, I address automatic no's. Instead, say, let's go to the bathroom or come with me. I find that some people do better with me simply holding out my hand and smiling when I say, please come with me. A toileting schedule is also necessary at this point. With children, we put together schedules to teach them how to do things. In dementia land, we use schedules to maintain as much functional ability as we can. The person with dementia may feel the need to empty their bladder or move their bowels but their thinking is so disorganized that they are unable to coordinate all of the steps involved with getting up, walking to the bathroom, lifting up the lid or seat, removing clothes, and peeing and pooping. And that is where your gentle help, such as cueing and gesturing, can really help them with the process and prevent accidents. One of the questions I get a lot is, can people forget how to pee and poop if they are not helped? I believe so. Every time a person living with dementia does something, even something as basic as walking, all of the brain cells involved in the activity fire and exchange chemicals with each other. Brain neurons stay healthy by giving and receiving these brain chemicals called neurotransmitters. If I stop taking a person with dementia to the toilet and I allow them to pee or poop in an adult diaper, I may speed up the decline. They may literally lose the memory of how to do these things. This is why I completely lose my shit, no pun intended, when I hear nurses in hospitals and in long-term care settings tell a person with dementia, oh, just pee or poop in your diaper. Not only is that disrespectful and fucking gross, it accelerates decline. It accelerates fecal and urinary incontinence. It creates more problems. I hope you found this podcast helpful. 
please rate and review on your favorite podcast platform so other dementia caregivers can find this podcast. If you are a caregiver for someone with dementia and need help understanding and dealing with these behaviors, please contact me. You can find me on Facebook, Make Dementia Your B, or email me, info at makedementiayourbitch.com.